Hello everybody, welcome back to Millen Madness, I'm your host as always, Brian Dash, and today I'm going to be telling you the story of Lightning Lacey, book 2. I may do this in parts, and I may not, it depends. So, without further ado, enjoy. sit back, relax, and enjoy. As I tell you the story of Lightning my Little Dashy, book two. Hello everyone, my name is Brian, Brian Dash. I'm telling you the story about when I almost forgot and lost my little girl forever. Only this time, she didn't come to my world. In fact, I came to her world. Which I mean, you be asking, well, sit back to find out. As a heavy story of Lightning Lacey, book two, Brian's Return. Written by Brian Dash, otherwise known as me, and written by Brian Dash, and read by Brian Dash. I don't know why I said that. So technically, I wrote it and telling you a story from my experience. Well, it began like any other day. And by that, I mean, well, like no other day I have ever experienced. I mean, I woke up in the middle of a forest. And I saw these weird eyes, like spirals, staring back at me. They seemed familiar, although I don't know... From what? Hello? Who? Who's there? And I heard running. Hey, come back! I said. I got up and started running after them. After those eyes. But whoever it was, person or creature, was a lot faster than me. So they quickly got away. And I lost them. If any good came from that, it's that I found my way out of the forest, which, come to find out, is known as the ever fierce forest. But, however, it wasn't that fierce. They should have called it something similar, like Ever Free or Forever the Free or some, something. So, for this video, I'm going to call it the forest, just for short. So I started walking down the road. I saw a dirt road. And I followed it, hoping that would bring me to a town of some sort. And then I saw a sign. Ketsune Town This Way. 
The name of the town was Ketsuneville, but whoever wrote the sign also didn't know that or was called something different in the past. The sign was at least a hundred years old, so who's to know? But nonetheless, we kept following. And I followed, and followed, and followed that dirt road until my feet felt like they were about to fall off. Until finally, I saw Kitsuneville. I walked into the ville, hoping and praying that I'd find someone to help me. I went up to one door and knocked on it. Hello? Hello? No one was there. I knocked on several other doors and same response. No one opened the door. I looked around and saw that there was a lantern lit. Whoever left this town either left in a hurry or was hiding from me. So I went to another door and knocked. Hello? <laughs> that was smart, I thought to myself. As if, if anyone was hiding from me, they would open the door with a smile. So, I went to other doors and did the same stupid mistake. Knocked on the door. Then I came to one that, one door that said the Reading Oak Library. It was a tree-shaped library. I knocked on the door. Again, I thought, I need to stop doing that. Like I said previously before, as if anyone that was hiding from me, from hearing my voice and my knocks, would open the door with a smile, offer me inside, and offer me some cookies and milk, and explain how in the world I got to this town. That wasn't going to happen. So, I decided to try the next house. Not more than two steps forward, that I heard the door from behind me, the door from the library, Swing open, an arm wrapped around my neck, and the other one wrapped around my mouth to keep me quiet. As I yelled, <laughs> As she dragged me inside. I knew it was a she, because as soon as I got inside, the creature, or should I say the little girl, threw me on the ground and stood on top of me with her foot pressed firmly under my ribcage. Who are you and why are you here? She yelled. I, I'm just, what, where am I? She pressed harder with her heel on my, underneath my roof cage. Look, I know you can speak. I heard you speak before. Now tell me, where have you came from and why are you here? I don't know where I came from. I don't even know who I am. I don't even know what this place is. You don't remember any of us or any of this, do you? Should I remember you? Should I remember this place and who's us? Never mind, it's not important. Her voice immediately softened. You must be tired after your journey. You can have my bed. I have a spare one. A 
thank you. That's very um kind. Well, I just thought you'd be, you know, a lot happier if I just let you borrow my bed. Why I slept on Lincoln's bed? Cause the guest bed isn't broken in yet. It's brand new. Thank you. I said. You can stay here for a few days, but you must never step foot outside the library. With me here and without me. Look, just get some rest, and I'll wake you up in a little bit. All right. So, I went to bed. It's been about two days since I've been living with this girl, whose name ended up being Screwball. She was very kind, very generous, and she was acting like my mother would have when I was younger. She would make my bed for me, cook me breakfast, let me have free reign over the library, reading any book I can get my hands on. Now, I missed a few things, such as eating red meat, apparently they didn't like meat, there, so the protein on the table was usually nuts and acorns or whatever. Not acorns, but you know, nuts and stuff like that. Seeds. Eventually, Screwball said this to me one day. I'm going out. I'm going to go try to find a crystal. I needed to help you get yourself back home. Oh, okay. I'll be gone most of the day. I'll be right by the forest. So, you just stay here and make sure no one sees you. I thought to myself, Why do I need to not... Ah, never mind. But, what will I do? I thought to myself, as if reading my thoughts, Screwball said, If you get bored, um, take a book down. We're in the library, and I know you haven't read all the books. I've been living here for three years, and I still haven't read all the books. Hmm. That was a very fair point. The only book I read so far was Journey to the Center of the Earth. And I knew they had a Wolves and Beyond series in here, somewhere. Shout out to Catherine Lasky. Back to the story at hand. So, I complied. You got it. Screwball smiled and said, Bye. Bye. I was just in the middle of Wolf's Deep Beyond. Book three. Watch Wolf. I just got to the part where Edna was rescuing the cub from the pit when I heard... Hello? Hello? I looked at the pink people and saw a girl with pink hair, all curly, like cotton candy. Screwball, you there? I stayed silent. Screwball! Screwball! Screwy, are you there? Why didn't you just go? Obviously, whoever this was didn't understand the point of no one's here. I was getting angry and angrier. And then finally, she pushed me over the edge. Screwy, I need to talk to you. 
You've been acting weird lately. Let me in. So I yelled, She's not here. Instantly, I wanted to slap myself in the face for that. If she wasn't going to leave before, she sure as heck wasn't going to leave now that she knew a stranger was in her friend's home. What? Hey! Who's there? I'm coming in, okay? Oh no. What have I just done? So, I ran and hid underneath her bed. Screwball's bed, that is. And... I made sure the blankets were pulled down far enough where I wouldn't be seen. I was hoping either Screwball locked the door or whoever it was didn't have a key. Either way, it didn't matter. Screwball did, in fact, forget to lock the door. Great. The first time she trusted me to stay home alone by myself, and now, and now I blew it all. Little did I know that was the first of both promises I was going to break that day. The two rules were, one, don't let anyone see you. Two, don't leave the library. And I was going to break both those rules. One of which was not my fault. Even though I technically announced my presence to her. Even though she didn't see what I looked like. I hid underneath the bed, and I heard her walk in, and she looked around. Then, I realized my foot was sticking out from underneath the bed. I tried to move it, but my knee hit the counter right next to the bed. I covered my mouth, trying not to yell out in pain. It didn't matter, though. Whoever this person was heard it. Ha ha, I found you now, she yelled. And she pulled back the bed covers just to see my face sticking out from under the bed. She screamed and ran outside. She smelled of cotton candy. Why, I have no idea. But this living with a problem. What, will I, what have I just done? Will she come back with an angry mob and pitchforks and torches? To hunt me down like some sort of monster from the horror movies? Or have I just scarred her for the rest of her life and she'll have to go through a lifetime of therapy just to get back to the way things have been? I do not know. All I knew, though, is I had to bought the door. What if she came back? What if she bought the rest of people? What if they came for me, too? So, everything that I can move, such as the nightstand, the table, the counter, the sofa... And, yes, even a picture frame. I moved it from the door. I don't know what the picture frame would have done, but it was something that it could be moved. So, I did. And it's a good thing I did, too. Because, soon, I heard a farmer voice from outside. Okay, Sherkube, now you listen here. So you expect me to believe that He's back? That this human man that raised her is back? Well, I thought. They are weird, but they called me human. Hmm. But they look like me. Could they be aliens? Or could they be something from another universe? 
That's why I heard the one that smelled of cotton candy say, I'm telling you, he's in here. I was trying to find Screwball, and he answered the door. Alright, now, the door ain't opening, so I'm going to have to kick it open. Oh, that's not good, I thought. Then I heard banging sounds from outside, and the door began to move. So, I went to the window and was about to jump out when I saw there was a bush beneath me and the fall would probably kill me. That's when the entire bed, which was one of the objects I moved in from the door, flew off from the door and banged against the wall. Well, I don't have any choice here, now do I? So, I jumped. I'm pretty sure I would have broke my legs, but surprisingly, I didn't. I guess the bush broke my fall. And just in time, too. Finally, the door was broken, and they walked in. One also sounded like a lady, saying, Perhaps there's a reason he was with Screwball. And in this world... Listen, Surecube... I don't see him nowhere, the farmer said, looking at the one that smelled of cotton candy. And you better not daggum tell me I just kicked in a door for no dang reason. I'm telling you, he's here. Look, the window's open. Let's look out there. Well, that was my cue to leave. So I ran. Unfortunately, left someone in reserve outside. She was horrified. Come to find out her name was Derpy. And she yelled, He's here! He's here! And I ran. I heard them yell, Wait! Or, Stop! Or, Come back! But, When more people are chasing you, And you're outnumbered, And they probably know the town better than you do, And they are dead set on getting you, That they would kick down a friend's door, you do not wait. You do not stop. You run. And you run like heck. I darted down some alleyways hoping I would lose them. I might have worked. Because when I looked around, there's only three. The one that smelled of cotton candy, whose name was Cotton Candy Hair. Derpy. The one that was kind of a reserve. Dinky. The lady, as I called her. But the farmer, whose name was Applesauce, was nowhere to be found. Turned out, she went down a different alleyway, expecting which one I would take next. And she cut me off. As she walked forward, and the others came from behind, I looked left and right, trying to find a way to escape. Now listen here, Shoe Cube, said the farmer. You just simmer down here. We're going to ask you some questions, and you sure as heck are going to answer. I tried to jump and run, like a ninja in a movie, now that I think of it. I tried to avoid the farmer. It didn't work. She expected what I was going to do, and caught me, and then wrestled me down the ground. Now, you listen here, and you better pay attention. None of us want to hurt you, but if you keep misbehaving and carrying on, we gotta. So you just simmer down there and tell us what you're doing here. I, I, I don't know. 
I don't even know where I am or who I am or why I'm here. She got off me. Thank goodness. And the rest said, Let's take him to the bakery. After all, we did scare him out of his wits. We must get something installed his nerves. I don't know, said Applesauce. I reckon the best place for him would be in the library. Oh, come on, said Cotton Candy here. Don't be such a stick in the mud, Applesauce. Let's go. All right, y'all, let's go. But don't expect me to be held responsible for anything that might happen. We won't, said the others. And we left to go to the bakery. As we were walking down towards the bakery, we saw one girl running really fast. Uh-oh, it's her. And she began to run towards us. That's when I heard... Uh, Ditsy, Derpy's friend, who was also running after us, say, Sorry, as she pushed me into a bush. Hey guys. Oh, hey there. So, uh, who's that with you? Who's who, dear? Ask Dinky. I thought I saw someone with you. Oh, Shuki, that was just my dog, Mona. She was, she's in the bush doing her, uh, her business, if you know what I mean. Said Applesauce. Oh, I see. Well, see you guys later. I'm training for track. And whoever that one was ran off. Her voice seemed so familiar. Like I heard it before. Like I heard it hundreds of times. But I couldn't figure out where I heard that voice before. Come on. Said Conkin here. Let's go. That's when Ditsy said. Alright guys, I have to get back to my job at the mail. Alright. No mail to deliver. I have to work there for a few days now. Bye. Bye. They all yelled. And Ditsy went on her way. Well, it's just us, said the farmer, named Applesauce. And she opened the door, let us all in, and the bakery, well, it was magnificent. It looked just like every bakery should, only better. Cupcakes, cakes, muffins, everything. It looked marvelous. That's when I heard Cotton Candy Hair say, All right, everyone, this is what we're going to do. You all sit down, and I'm going to teach our friend here to make cupcakes. But sure enough, when we got back there, she laid a kitchen knife in front of me to cut the cupcakes with. The knife looked familiar. And the next thing I knew, I blacked out. I woke up later in the library. Back in the bed that Twilight, I mean, back in the bed that Screwball has given me. And she said, What are you doing? Listen, Shuki, ain't nothing wrong. 
We found him in here. We're wondering what he was doing. He gave us a chase and uh, we had to tackle him. What? You tackled him? I thought to myself, look who's talking. The one who greeted me so gently when I first came to this place. Look, we gotta. We didn't want her to see him. Her? Could they be talking about that one girl? The girl that ran really fast? Why? Why? Why couldn't I see her? We couldn't risk her seeing him and wanted to go back to him. Back to me. So not only did I, I couldn't see her, why weren't we allowed to be together? Who even was she? Alright, look. Don't say a word to anyone. I want to know what was going on. So I pretended to sleep. And they said, look, we'll talk later, alright? He's asleep right now. He may overhear something in his sleep. I thought to myself, Oh no, I can't hear anything. Please continue. But as always, my my prayers went gone unanswered. As they all agreed that they talked some of the time when I wasn't present. And they let me sleep. I fell asleep and the next day, they said, We had a talk yesterday about what we're going to do. Well, we got everything. Everything? I woke up and felt something cold and wet on my forehead. I reached up and found out it was a wet washcloth. This is when Dinky walked in and said, You know, my sister has been a wonderful nurse. I looked around and sure enough, I found the shy one, shyly, but I thought, I thought Derpy was your sister. Well, technically we all are sisters here. Maybe not by blood, but we feel like brothers and sisters, or in this case just sisters because we're all girls. But uh, yeah, Shyly is actually a sister. Okay, I don't understand this, but then again, this has a lot of cartoon logic, so why not? I'm, I've been, I was happy to, said Charlie. She said in a sweet, soft voice, We're going to let you stay here for about, maybe half a day now. Half a day? It's only 8 in the morning. Exactly. You see, everyone else is working. And they want to say goodbye. And we're going to see you off tonight. Or later today. I... I... I understand. I went back in bed. What's the matter? It's just that I made new friends, and I don't have any friends back where I come from. At least, I don't think I do. Do I? They looked at each other and said, We don't think, no, we don't know. But 
We don't think so. But you can make friends. Can I visit every here and there? We would love to, but it's better if we never saw each other again after this. You know? I nodded. They're from another universe. So they found out where I was from. Another universe. Alright. I'll... I'll go home when, they, when everyone else comes. Okay, they said. I got back up and spent time with them. If I was going to leave later that day, I wasn't going to waste any time. So, I sit down and talked with Shiley. She was talking about her animal sanctuary and how she loved animals and how she raised animals from when they were first born after the parents either, one, abandoned them or, two, um, something happened to them. She had, technically, as everyone said, an army of different animals of different sizes, shapes, and breeds, and different species. Gave a whole new meaning to the word lying, laying down with the lamb, as she said all the animals were friends. How a bunny rabbit and a wolf played tag the other day, and how they all loved it. I was laughing, and so that was cool. When everyone else came by. That's when it was time for me to go. I hugged them all. Shyly, Derpy, and Dinky all cried together in a corner. Applesauce tilted her hat towards me. Cotton Candy Hair gave me a hug and said, We're going to miss you. And Screwball said, you won't, you won't remember any of this or any of us. That way, you won't feel pain knowing that you'll never see us again. I said, I wouldn't feel pain. Yes, it'd be sad for a short time, but I would cherish the time we had together. And we embraced. Well, time to go. Bye. Bye. That's... When the door opened and shut. Hey guys. What's going on? I haven't seen you guys in a while. You guys want to go to the bakery and get some soap? She stopped. I turned around. And saw a little girl. What? 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 I began to ask. The little girl looked at me. I've seen her before, but... I couldn't remember who she was or what she was. Her mouth was trying to form a word, but no words came out. Finally, she managed to make out one word, and that word was... Daddy? Daddy? I thought. She doesn't even look like me. 
There's no way I could be her biological father and wouldn't I remember my daughter? Oh no! Everyone shouted from behind me. She's remembering. Quickly, go through the portal. Don't worry about her. Just go. Then she said something. Something I never thought I would ever hear. She said, I love you, Daddy. When I heard those words, I love you, Daddy, memories began to flood back into my mind. My first memory was the first time I really felt connected to her is when she said these three words, this one sentence that changed my life forever. After that memory left, memories, my precious memories, began to flood my head over and over and over and over and over. Her first day in the rain, her first bath, the times we played her racing game, her first Halloween. Even our first fight seemed like a precious memory at this point. The time when she found out she was from the screwball cartoon, even that was, though that was painful, I cherished it too. All the happy times, all the sad times, all the wonderful times that would not trade for anything in the world, and all the sad times that at this point I would take any time with her that I could. I saw the portal. And I looked at it. And I looked back at her. And I said. Dashie. My sweet. Little. Dashie. Tears fell from my eyes. Tears fell from her eyes. I wanted to go to her. I wanted to wrap her in a hug and never let go. I wanted to be with her again. But I couldn't. I had to jump through that portal. And go home. Back where I belonged. She began to cry out. Daddy. Over. And over. And over and over, I said, Dashi, I don't belong here. This world wasn't meant to house me. I have to go back. And then Dashi yelled, Then let me come with you. I said, No, we've been over this. Now I remember, my world wasn't meant to house you. I only took care of you until this day came. And she yelled, or tried to. It came out as a kind of cry. She said to me, But I belong here, with you. With me? I looked at the portal and stuck my hand in, ran my fingers through it, and she said, again, 
as the last attempt to give me a stay. It looked like she was about to run after me when I jumped through the portal. But her friends, the farmer, who is applesauce, and of course, you guessed it, Screwball, grabbed a hold of her and said, Go through the portal! Everything seemed to be in slow motion at that point. The portal. My new friends holding back my daughter. I saw a glass of water on the table and picked it up and threw it, breaking it and the crystal. I turned around and said, I am not leaving my daughter. Not again. And she ran to me and gave me a hug. I hugged her back. Me and Dashie were hugging each other and I never wanted to let go. She seemed the same way, like she didn't want to let go either. And I told her, I'm not leaving you again, my sweet little Dashie. And she began to cry. And I began to cry as the others cried. I wanted to just hold on to her and not let go. Our faces were drenched in tears. Her hair and my hair was messy, but we didn't care. All that mattered is that me and Dashie were back together again. Finally, I was reunited back once again with my daughter. And this time, not even Kitsune Kitsune herself could take me away from her. Not this time. After a few days, finally, even after Princess Kitsune Kitsune trying to send me back and failing miserably every single time, she gave up and just let me stay there. And she was not happy with me. Even though afterwards she said something along the lines of this, perhaps it was wrong for us to try to take her away from you. Now I see the best place for Dashie is with you. And she left. Although she seemed mad. Yes, I thought, mission accomplished. I have officially taken her off, which I didn't mind that. She shouldn't have tried to take me away from Dashie in the first place. She got all I was coming to her. After everyone left to go to work, and my little Dashie went to try for the track team, that's when Screwball said, Well, it seems that you're here home now, so I'm just going to go and... No, you don't, I said. And this time, I made sure she wouldn't leave. You're not going to leave. You're not going anywhere until you tell me why you took me away from her. Why you took her away from me. Well, then that's the same thing. And most importantly, why was I allowed to see her? Why was I allowed to be with her? That's it. Start talking. So she told me everything. The universe was unbalanced. Our worlds were collided, she told me. And that would have been catastrophic. Not only would our world possibly have been destroyed with everyone on it, but your world would have been destroyed too. For that, 
much I'm certain. I understand. So, what are you going to do? Will our worlds collide? No, we're far past that point. And even if they would, there'd be no saving us now. You can't go back. Well then, does that mean we're still friends? She smiled. Of course we are. I was happy, and we embraced. This time it's her turn to ask a question. So why'd you pass out the bakery when you held that kitchen knife, you know? Do you have a phobia of knives? Well, not exactly. And I told her about how when Dashie left, I felt like my life had no meaning, no purpose. And, well, I'll let you, I'll leave that to interpretation what you think led to my phobia of knives after that. But I yelled, goodbye, my little Dashie, I love you. And that's when I was teleported to this world. So I guess you could say my life was saved by a fluke. Finally, that she came back home. Daddy, yes, small Dashi, I love you. And I love you too, my sweet little Dashi. Now come on, let's go. What do you mean? Well, you know where Charlie's cottage is, right? Uh-huh. Well, I'm gonna build my cottage uh, not too far away from hers. That way, I can walk to her whenever I need, and I can take care of her animals when she's doing something else, and everything. Since Charlie seemed to be one of my best friends at that point besides Screwball, I thought Charlie would be a great place for me to live close. To, uh, I thought she would be the one I would like to go to and talk to most. We usually did. We had tea every Saturday afternoon. And I usually spent the day with her. Then I went home. And uh, she would always ask to walk me home. And I would always, I would always say yes. And I always had a bed set up with a lot of her things in it. Because more and more, as the days went on, she began to stop by and crash in my place. Until eventually, she asked me the question. Daddy, can I live with you? I said, Well, you have lived with me for... But let's see. Hmm, I thought. You lived with me for about 16 years back in my dimension, so why not? She smiled, and we decided... That is how it should have been. And finally, my life was complete. But I knew in my heart there was still a lot more adventures for us to discover in her world. Thank you everyone for watching this video. 
I had a lot of fun doing it for you. And if you like this video, please push the like button in the face. Lemos! As always, high fives all around. Thank you so much for watching. I had a lot of fun doing this for you. And I know I should have done my uh, outro. Um, but I didn't. Sorry about that. But I'm going to do that after this. So, thank you for watching. There are more Lightning Legacy stories to come. And, um, yeah. I'm planning to be doing um, Crystal's Origin soon. Or at least I'll try to. I've just been kind of busy lately. Trying to get a job and all. So, I'm trying to continue the Star Fox series I'm going to do. I decided to scrap the marathon um that way I can do more videos um so uh more videos that isn't just Star Fox I will be doing more Star Fox videos yes and I'm I'm gonna keep trying to make the remake of Crystal's Origin which I think I'll have to do one more video from that because I did one and two combined so yeah, I'm going to be doing more um, um, SF videos. It's Star Fox initials. And those all one word like Madonna. But uh, yeah, I'm going to continue and going to make more videos. I plan to do more Foxy in the stories. That goes out to Luna. I'm going to make more Lightning Legacy stories for my own benefit. And I'm going to make probably new stories. And some Star Fox in general. So yeah. Be prepared for a madness. I mean my madness. Because I'm going to be posting stuff like. Well madness. <laughs> anyway. Uh, thank you for watching. I'll see you on the next video. Goodbye. And Brian. You can take the rest away please.